0: Welcome to Marketing for Your Boring Business, presented by All in One Social Media, where marketing professionals and industry leaders discuss what you can do to help your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Join us each week to learn more about social media, online marketing, trending topics, and tips to grow your online marketing efforts. Now, here's your host, Desiree Martinez.
1: Welcome to the episode of Marketing for Your Boring Business, helping your message get seen in the cluttered newsfeed. If you've listened to this show at all, we talk a lot about things that you should be doing all the time. Things like video, having a plan for your social media, and telling your story. Well, today we're going to be talking with Mary, and Mary's going to be telling us all about how you can tell your boring business's story in the sexiest, funnest way possible. Mary has one goal with her company and that's to help people simplify their lives. With Over 15 years of experience in events management, she coaches creative entrepreneurs on how to simplify and optimize the operation sides of their small business, including sales, how to hire a super team that you can trust, and how to understand and manage your books. She also coaches brands on how to produce impactful live events that wow your audience and your employees. She's an international public speaker who has been published in Forbes and has been featuring the top 25 young event professionals to watch. She's also a Texan native, and I am just so excited to have her on the show today. Thank you so much for being here, Mary. Thank you for having me. Uh, So storytelling. What, what does this mean? Does this mean that we all need to be like writing books and picking up, you know, the hero's journey by Joseph Campbell? Like what, what does it mean to tell your story as a boring
2: business? Well, think about it this way. Uh, and first and foremost, uh, I'm a simplifier at heart. So I'm always looking for ways to simplify um, my business as an entrepreneur, as the CEO of my company. Um, yes, I have a small team, but we, we really strive for simplicity in everything we do. And the reason why we do that is because we are moving lightning fast these days, right? There is all the shoulds of what we could be doing as a small business owner to put ourselves out there, to market ourselves, to do this, to do that. Oh, by the way, there's this other new social media platform, blah, 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 blah. And you know what happens is that we get into a hamster wheel. We go, 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 go. run faster, 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 faster. But we're not actually making any forward motion uh, and action in in lives and in our business. And so what I want to talk about today and just plant a seed in your mind is to think about um, for those that are listening right now is think about the last time you went to go watch a movie. Right? You went to the cinema and you're checking out a a new blockbuster movie. You know, what makes movies so captivating to us and why the ones that make millions upon billions of dollars is good storytelling, right? And so, what if you could learn something from the most recent Star Wars or Indiana Jones or Harry Potter or any of those major movies that are out there? There are arcs to that story. Now I should point out for the record, I love this um, concept and I got it straight from being inspired from an incredibly brilliant man named Donald Miller. He is a writer, but he's also the CEO of a company called StoryBrand. And StoryBrand, if you've never heard their podcast or seen some of their stuff, they're incredible. And they, they have coined this um, concept of, you know, Major blockbuster movies use storytelling elements. And why can't the everyday average small business owner do the same? It's
1: a very, very simple question. It's a question that probably most people need to figure out how to do. I think it's people so get so- wrapped up in, in oh, what could I possibly have to
2: share? Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing. So the very first tenant that Donald, um, presses on with, uh, with his clients and with myself is you, the CEO of your very small, quote unquote, boring business are not the hero of the story. And that's a trap that we all fall into. We think, Oh, well, okay. I'm supposed to talk about the awards I've won. I'm supposed to talk about all the amazing clients I've worked with. I'm supposed to talk about how I've been in this business for 15 years. Look at me, look at me. It's actually just the opposite the first thing that you need to realize is that your client is the hero of the story and that you are the expert or the guide that is helping them along the way on their hero's journey to solving their greatest problem or pain point. And so when Donald puts this together as part of the story brand framework, I thought, God, this is so genius. I mean, it is really smart. Think about any major blockbuster movie. So Star Wars, you've got Luke Skywalker, he's the hero. Yoda is the guide. Harry Potter, Harry is the hero. His teachers are the guide. Indiana Jones, he's the hero, not the guide, right? So, you know, you've got to realize that you are Gandalf in this conversation, not Bilbo, right? Um, And this is very interesting stuff. So, The first step of understanding why big major blockbuster movies that are really good at storytelling are so captivating and we fall into the rabbit hole of like watching them and getting like, we're feel like we're inside it. So yes. So if you have a lawn care business, right? Couldn't think of anything more boring than lawn care as a small business, right? how do you position yourself as the expert, as the guide helping your clients have a better lawn or landscaping, right? And so what that is simply saying is, okay, how can you use those elements of storytelling in your social media marketing, in your blogging, in your Instagram feed, if you have one, um, in the way that you do print ads or flyers door to door, you can use those elements and speak in your customer's language, the hero's language. And I'll tell you a couple ways of doing that.
1: Please. I'd love to know how we can be the Gandalfs to our customers, AKA, you know, Bilbo's and And (laughs) Frodo's.
2: Yes, I love it. Right. So here's the big, big thing. Right. You've probably heard this million times over um, of having your figuring out who your ultimate ideal client is. Right. Some people call it your avatar, your profile. We call it ultimate ideal client. Right. Um, And so here is the premise on this. And again, I'm all about simplicity. Don't make this complex, you guys. There's no time for that. So the the simple part is to realize who is that one person. You would love, love, love to work with over and over and over again. If you could just replicate that one client, that one person that loves to pay you money really values what you bring to the table, right? Who is he? Who is she? And what we do is we simply say, okay, we'll give her a name. Okay. Her name is Sally. Okay. How old is she? Oh, she's 25 to 45. No. What is her exact age? Okay. She's 28 years old. Brilliant. Where does she work? Where does she live? What kind of food does she eat for brunch? Does she have any food allergies? What kind of car does she drive? Ba, 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 ba. Does she go to church? You know, all of these things. You're building these pic- this picture in your head of Sally, 28 years old, and she lives in this neighborhood. She drives this car. She hates her job, whatever it is, right? So then the next step in that is understanding what is her major pain point. Now, it's three parts fears, pains. And hope and vision, right? So fears is her future anticipated fear of whatever pain point you can solve for her. So let's take, for example, let's say Sally is um, planning a wedding, right? And you are a wedding planner. Let's just say that. That's for simplicity's sake. So her fear is deep, deep, deep down inside. Oh my God, this wedding I've had Visioned all my life is never going to look like how I wanted it to because I'm so freaking busy at work and I don't have the time to commit to this. Or maybe she's got a fear of like, oh my gosh, my, my future mother-in-law is driving me nuts, and she's going to like ramshackle and and to, you know ram through the day of the wedding, and it's going to be all about her, and it's not going to be about us. And oh my god, I'm really stressing out. Right? Those are her future projected fears of whatever her, her problem is that she's solving. So that's one. Two is her pains, her current present reality, right? So this is really important. And this does apply to businesses that are not quote unquote sexy, like bookkeepers to lawn care companies, to virtual assistants, whoever is listening to this episode right now, this applies to you and to your ultimate ideal client. So what is your, her current pain. And what I mean by that is literally she's up two o'clock in the morning on the verge of tears, sitting in her bed going, I can't take any more. I desperately need to hire somebody to help me. I'm in too deep. I'm freaking out, right? So can you imagine Sally right now, two o'clock in the morning, she's on the verge of tears. What is her current pain? It may be she just missed the boat on signing the contract for her venue. And so she doesn't have the venue of her dreams or she's just so overwhelmed at work because her boss just gave her another job and she just literally can't take on another thing. And so she thought she could plan this wedding all by herself. But now she's like, I need to hire a wedding planner. I need to hire somebody I can trust who can do this um, or or this is all going to crumble apart. Right. So you got to get clear on that that current pain that she is having right now. And then the last part, number three, is what are her anticipated hopes for the future, her vision for the wedding? And this is like her anticipated positive outcome for once she's hired you that will make her life so much better. So with the wedding, it's really easy. She's like, oh, I want to have it in a barn. There's going to be mason jars. She's going to have breaking bread with her family and friends. There's going to be this, this, and this. But let's say you are a lawn care company. Her future outcome might be a beautifully landscaped lawn, a, a lawn that she's proud of because she's wanting to show off to her neighbors, you know, a place where her children can, can go outside and play on the front garden and there's not weeds or, you know, burrs or something that where they're going to get uh, hurt, right? So it sounds silly. But even for the non-sexy businesses, the boring businesses out there, have you stopped and done this work of really identifying your ultimate ideal client and what he or she's future fears are, current pains are, and anticipated hope for the future? Yeah, that's that's core stuff right there. Deep.
1: That's, indeed, that's a great list of things to really think about when you're trying to put together your perfect avatar, your ultimate client, for sure. So... Let's pretend that we already have, because we do We do talk about that. I think we've talked with Avatar before on the podcast, and I definitely know why I found a video on it. Mm-hmm. And I have a little worksheet. I will include the link to that in the show notes on how you can help with that. But once we've identified who our ideal client is and identify their pains, uh, future pains, current pain, and what they want from the future, mm-hmm. how do we tell the story to them to accomplish our objective, which is get them to click something to buy or get them to the website to make that phone call or sign up for that email list to stay in touch or or even the best thing of all, call or email to talk about hiring. Mm
2: -hmm. Make a connection, right? Yeah. So here's where we, um, most businesses fail because they keep talking in their language. They keep talking and shouting out to other people, and they're not taking the time and talking in your ultimate ideal client's language. So, Sally's words, what does she say specifically? And so that should. Imp- Effect and be seen in all the copywriting on your website, any blogging, the actual little flyer you leave on her front on de- uh, front porch, you write um, the pictures, the graphics you use should look like her, like literally, like she's looking in the mirror and and um, sh- reflecting back a person uh, that looks like her, but that's slightly aspirational, meaning it's just slightly better than her current reality, right? So she's like, oh, if I hire these guys, that's what I'm going to get. And I'm going to be able to solve my greatest pains. Awesome. Brilliant, right? And the problem is, is that we all keep thinking about ourselves as the hero, right? We talk in our language. We use a complicated jargon that's really um, not simple in any way, shape, or form. We toot our own horn about the awards we've won, but we're, we're missing the mark huge because we're not using her language. We're not talking about her pains. We're not using um, and, and really put, kind of nudging a little about her future fears as well. And that's, that's where we, we have the misstep.
1: Awesome. So is there um, any like pointers or tips or to do's that people need to make sure that they're putting like in their social media and other online content specifically? Like, is there like a flow or Mm -hmm. a formula or something that you have created that can really help people simplify Mm -hmm. putting it as well? Because I know you know, talking to you and trying to think like our audience members, which is okay, great. I got this story. Oh, cool. Avatar. Yeah. I'm going to build that avatar. All right. Yeah. and I got to like make sure my visuals and my messaging is on point to talk to them, not my language. Uh I don't know exactly what that, how, what is, what is, how do I do that? Yes.
2: <laughs> we all get bogged down in the details. Right. And then yeah. that's when we give up and start day drinking or whatever it is. Right. <laughs> so,
1: the reality, I actually what happens is people just flat out ignore it. And they go, oh, it's
2: too hard. Oh, give it to the intern. She'll figure it out. Whatever, right?
1: Yeah. And, 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 and you and I is perfect world. They call us and we do it for them. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's I really think it's important for people to understand what needs
2: to be done with before hiring help for sure. Right. So first and foremost, um, again, in striving to be simple and, and, and easy um, daily bites, taking daily action towards whatever your goal is. First and foremost, I have to tell you my secret ninja tool is a seven minute timer. I'm not joking. Like you can figure out most anything in life in seven minutes. So like get your phone out and set a timer for seven minutes and say, I'm going to focus on this one thing. And that very first thing might be writing down on paper, you know, brain dumping out who is my ultimate ideal client? Who do I love, 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 love to work with. I get excited when I see their number pop up in my phone. I, I get energized when I meet with them in person or read their emails. Like that's the person and identify that First, do the work of actually breaking down and thinking what is her fears, pains, and goals and vision. And if you are stumped, like seven minutes has passed and you're like, I don't have a clue. I I just want to work with anybody, right? Doesn't anyone need long care? Like, why do I have to determine one person? Then what you need to do, my friends, and yes, it is so simple and it's so obvious and most people don't do this, is what? Ask your audience market research, right? Like I would even so
1: em. far as like to get up on the phone, your clients that you like the most and ask them those questions.
2: Ask the questions. And you know, that is that's it. Market research is just as simple as that. Picking up the phone, asking a few questions, keep it to like five minutes or less. Like don't don't ask them for 45 minutes. No one answers the phone anymore, is right? Or set up a quick Google form like um, survey that's five questions or less and don't make any of the questions required. So they can opt, they can opt to only answer one question and submit it to you. One bit of detail in research is better than none, right? And just genuinely ask. And then, you know, you may not be able to come right out and say, okay, what's your biggest fear? You know, you, that comes with a little bit of rapport and, you know, genuinely having honest conversations with people that know, like, and trust you, right? But you can certainly ask them, like, what is your biggest struggle right now with? Whatever you know, um, where where do you find the biggest frustration? You do you hate it when somebody does this, you know? And you can ask those questions periodically, and people are more than happy. I think if they like you and they know you and they trust you to answer a couple of questions here and there, and then you start building products and services that address those exact fears, those exact pains, and develop things that give them the vision and hope that they want it, it, it literally is that simple
1: thanks for listening we'll be right back after a quick commercial break
0: this podcast is brought to you by all-in-one social media all the social media your business needs starting at 125 dollars a month all-in-one started with a mission to put military spouses to work anywhere they're stationed in the world while making fair wages with job flexibility no matter what military life demands of them With packages starting at just $125 a month, All-in-One will help your business grow through social media with custom graphics, daily posts, targeted Facebook advertising, and more. All-in-One's packages cover all your social media marketing needs with unlimited support and feedback, as well as advice for posting and marketing that you can do yourself. Head to allinonesocialmedia.com today to find the package that's right for you. That's allinonesocialmedia.com.
1: And now, back to the show. So... And back to the question of, you know, how do I know what to put into my words? What do you think is the simplest way to make sure that that message is getting across? Because I know that some people get really overwhelmed with the data and the information and the questions. And it still comes down to like, I still have to write that Facebook, Instagram, Twitter post. Yes. How, how do I account how do, you do all of these things right. that, that you just told me to do, Mary?
2: Yeah. Well, and the reality... The reality is, I mean, this it sounds silly, but it truly is this if you submit out a Google form uh, to people, right, where they re- write responses back in, guess what you do? You copy and paste the words they used when they answered your, your questions. You use their language. So if you said, hey, what are you struggling the most with this particular problem? Then they say, oh, well, you know, I'm really struggling with keeping my, my lawn green and not full of uh, rodents and pests. And, you know, really just drives me crazy because I see John across the, the road who has a perfect lawn all the time. And I just want to have that look. You know, like just use the words that they're using. I think our tendency is we think we need to be salespeople. And so we need to come up with super clever jargon and and snappy lines. But the reality is like that the more you do that, the more you sound like a robot and you don't sound real and people gloss right over it, right? (laughs) No one likes to be sold to. They Mm -hmm. like to be heard and listened to. And you, this is really important. We, when we really define this. The the next two things I'm about to say, it changed everything in the way we approach business um, for us. So marketing is relationship building and sales is problem solving, period, end of. Marketing, all your social media marketing, your blogging, your Snapchatting, your everything, whatever you are or are not doing, Is literally relationship building and your sales, like your proposal, your invoice, your sales calls, your pitch meetings, all of that is problem solving. If you can solve the problem, brilliant. They're like, right, let's work with Mary. She's awesome. Let's do the thing. And they carry on. If you can't solve the problem, no worries. I'm so sorry. Let me refer you to somebody else. Move on and move on to the next thing. When you do that and reframe that in your mind as well, you uncomplicate things, aka simplify, um, in your mind as well. Because we get all wrapped up and we're like, oh, I'm not a copywriter. Oh, I don't know graphic design. Oh, I don't know this. What could I say? This is too overwhelming. And then we stop and we don't do anything.
1: Yes. And that's probably the most dangerous thing anybody could do for their business which is stop marketing and stop selling at the same time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you know this better than I do. The algorithms in Facebook and Instagram and and you're literally your feed is seeing maybe what, two percent of the stuff you're putting out there. So I always find that small businesses are like, oh, we're posting too much or, oh, I don't want to keep saying things. You know, it's just too much. No one is seeing your stuff,
1: you know? Um, don't- I, I, I think people also get wrapped up in like, oh, I've already told that story. And no, no, oh, keep telling it. But, you know, obviously don't copy and paste it, but your story and the problems and the, the solutions that you have are the same, more or less. And you just need to find new ways to present it.
2: Yeah. Maybe eventually
1: you copy and paste it back over.
2: Yeah. Well, and, you know, there, there you can do A-B testing. So I don't know if your listeners are um, doing any email marketing uh, and, you you know, if you use MailChimp or um, other tools that are out there, you can A-B test the uh, the title of the email. Like literally it's the same email, just change, slot in the, a different title and see if the click rate up increases, right? So you can do this and, and literally play it like a game. Like that's what makes it fun in your mind and keeps you doing the thing as well is look at it as. The game look at your data look at your analytics and your on the back end of your website where is the traffic coming from where are they bouncing off from their web your website you know what are people responding to or, or not and keep keep throwing it out there
1: yes definitely we're always talking about that too guys testing you gotta try things out i know that sometimes it stinks to spend time on something just to have it not be good but it's better to know and keep making it
2: better so that you can get the conversions that you want Totally. And, you know, some people, their eyes might start to gloss over. You start talking about conversions and analytics and paid Facebook ads and all of that. Right. And that's hopefully why they listen to you and your podcast so they can be <laughs> more confident, more um, comfortable with using those terms. But for me in simplicity's sake, um, you know, try one thing. And test it for 30 days and track it and see, you know, and as you become more familiar with, uh, let's say, one social media platform, repetition is where you get confidence. And that really helps tremendously.
1: Yes, definitely. So any closing thoughts on making sure that we are better storytellers, Mary?
2: So, you know, I have to be honest. I literally seven years ago, uh, I was very much as a CEO of my business. I mean, I've been in business for 14 plus years now. Seven years ago, I was like, no, 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 no. My personal life on social media lives over here, you know, easily behind this very tall wall. My business life on social media lives way over here. And we keep these things very separate. Thank you very much. Please drive through. Right. But actually, over time, I started to say, well, okay, that's interesting. Well, what if we brought these walls down? What if their boundaries are, you know, not quite so defined like that and a little bit more um, integrated? So an experiment that I've done is, um, the Instagram feed for the simplifiers is hundred percent me. So I'm the one that's posting the pictures into the feed, but more importantly, I'm the one that completely controls the Instagram Insta stories. So that's the live videos that pop up and, and disappear after 24 hours. And you know, what I do is I literally show behind the scenes of being the CEO of the simplifiers and it's, you know, it's storytelling at its essence, right? It's not some massive um, set design. I'm not always wearing makeup. I mean, literally there are moments where I'm taking the kids on a school run and there are what I call big day Mary days, right? Like where I'm winning awards or speaking on stage or doing big stuff. But there are also little days, right? And just showing and telling the story of who I am, you know, the CEO behind my brand. And um, again, building know, like, and trust doing it in a way that's authentic and I encourage any business owner that is listening to this episode right now to literally try it and that's exactly what I did it started by doing a 30-day challenge for myself that I would show up in insta stories if I just literally posted one thing a day for 30 days and see what it's like and you know from there I started to like really enjoy posting on there and you know just showing a bit more of my personality and um yeah, I just think that that is what people buy from people they know, like and trust. And this is just an opportunity for you to tell your story,
1: all parts of your story. The uh, the part that's in where you're wearing the suit and the part where it's when you go home and you're, right. you're you the person, right? So. Right,
2: and it's you know you you might be sitting there going, well, yeah, uh, Desiree, I'm 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 an accountant. <laughs> it's just me and and my computer and, and Excel. Yeah, I mean, like, that's interesting, but i show a behind the scenes at your office. So walk us through what it'd be like if I actually came into your office space and, and sat down in the conference room. Show me um, how you... Create cash flow projections, how you file taxes for clients. Like, I think it's interesting. Um, Not everybody is going to think it's interesting, but your people, the people who are very genuinely interested in you are going to find it interesting. And show me when you take your kids to soccer practice. I mean, I think all of these things build a picture and people like to do business with real live people. So yeah,
1: it. I also find that people um, are more bonded with you and feel more invested in you beyond just your services. When you, they know about you and your kids, your husband, and what your your activity is, and uh, you know where you're eating and what you're up to, I know that I've built some very strong relationships with my customers because they know, like, mm-hmm. I have a unique story right now. I live in Korea. They're all like super <laughs> fascinated by it, and. At first, of course, everyone's always like, oh, my gosh, are you safe? And then, of course, after that, it's like all of the things that we're doing, all the things my kids get to do and then we do as a family, the food, you know, the whole process of like, like right now we're in, in getting ready to move mode. So it's like people are really in the process, especially when, you know, there are people that are like, oh, I've lived in the same town my whole life. I don't I can't imagine moving every year or two, you know, so. People just really like, I think, to get invested in you and and to build that really strong bond and connection and. I think it also helps once they get to know you really well. I think it really helps with retention as well.
2: Huge. It's so much easier to sell a a returning client than it is to capture a new client. So Mm -hmm. this is uh, huge. And, you know, I'm an expat just the same as you. So Mm -hmm. I'm a Texas girl through and through, but I moved to the UK uh, nearly four years ago. And, yeah, I mean, moving to a whole whole new other part of the world, we speak the same language, but we do not speak the same language. Okay, let's be very clear. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. Interesting and fascinating. Um, So, you know, we get quite a bit of traction of people who watch our Insta stories. I mean, some days we might have 200 people, you know, uh, look at what we're posting on there. Um, So yeah, and I think it's also interesting, put a Texas girl in the middle of a British area, like, (laughs) I'm bound to have antics that happen, right? Um, I bet that
1: you really confuse them when you say y'all, don't you? <laughs> oh, I
2: mean, there. it's, it's you know, not a day goes by where I don't chuckle about something ridiculous. So, yeah, and and think that that's true. And I think larger companies forget this touch, the personal touch of um, showing your leadership as real live people and kind of feeling the the curtain back Wizard of Oz style. So do it, yeah, all of you.
1: Yeah. I think it's just the most important to remember we live in an age where I don't want to say there's not any privacy, but who you are really, especially when you're in business really needs to be on display a little bit. And yes, you can control what's being said and what's being posted, but the more raw, the more real, the more relatable you are, the better off. And if you follow my Instagram or Mary's Instagram, you'll see the difference between like really well thought out Instagram posts. And then, you know, you go over to our stories and there's like, you know, sleep circles under my eyes because I haven't slept because I have small children and my hair is almost always in a messy bun. And, you know, I'm usually talking about like the crazy things that are going on in my life or things that have been going on and people, connect and relate and like, Oh my God, I've been there. Oh my God. That's so cool. Like at the time of this recording yesterday, I spent all day at the winter Olympics. Like, and I posted about it, put it on my stories. And I've gotten so many responses from people that are just like, Oh my God, that's so cool. That's so amazing. What an experience, you know, did they win, you know, USA, all that kind of stuff. So it's really great.
2: And I think the most important thing that you said there is not every bit of your life needs to be put on social media, you still have power and control to say what you put on and what you don't. So there are very private moments in my family's life that I definitely don't put on social media. Um, but um, I just encourage you, especially if you think, well, I'm way too introverted for this or, Oh, my life is so not sexy or, or whatever, just to challenge you, you. To, to see what, what could come if you did post some things more on your business accounts.
1: Yes, definitely. All right, Mary, how can people find you and follow your fun Instagram stories and all the other social antics that you share?
2: Yeah, so we're really excited. We just launched the Simplifiers podcast. Um, so the, if you are a creative entrepreneur and you know looking for a, another podcast to listen to, to uh, we just literally interview very smart people around the globe who take a topic in business or in life and simplify them. Like, that's it. It's so much fun. Uh, so you can check out the Simplifiers podcast on Apple Podcasts or anywhere where you listen to podcasts. So check that out there. Uh, but yeah, anywhere on social media, you'll find us at The Simplifiers and I hang out the most on Instagram and like I said on Insta stories there as well so come by and say hello
1: awesome well again we'll have all those links in the show notes so that you can follow her podcast and you can follow them online and of course as always please if you enjoyed the show make sure that you leave us some love on iTunes and share with your friends and as always Mary thank you so much for being on the show it was
2: awesome just so good. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My absolute pleasure. And you guys remember, as always, keep it simple. And until
1: next time, we'll see you soon.
0: Thanks for listening to Marketing for Your Boring Business. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes or share this episode on social media. Want more? Subscribe to automatically get the latest episodes of Marketing for Your Boring Business. This podcast is presented by all-in-one social media all the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month.